hello, 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 and welcome, welcome to this week's podcast. I got a brand new bag. I would like for you guys to hit like, share, uh, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. If you would just share this video for me, I believe it'll be a blessing, um, a blessing to your life. We have been discussing, this is our third week, our third week in talking about at the feet of Jesus broken. I have had some special guests come on and share with me trying to break the word together and it has been so uh, phenomenal. Um, so we gonna have a, a special guest later uh, in our bro- in, in our podcast. But I would like to introduce um, my uh, my topic today at the feet of Jesus broken. And our topic today is coming from uh, Luke the seventh chapter round of verse thirty six, where uh, you all have heard the familiar story about the account of the the woman with the alabaster box of ointment. And today we are going to try to break that down into bite-sized pieces. What that might mean for you, the listener or the hearer. What does that mean uh, for me to come to Jesus broken? So hopefully that by the end of these short moments and you follow the series from week one, two, three, and four, that you will get the whole picture about what we are trying to portray. Um, in this story with the woman at the alabaster box, uh, with the alabaster box of ointment. And so I would like for you in your own personal time to read the story uh, in Luke the 7th chapter, verse 36, round verse 38, 39. And I'm going to paraphrase the story as to how it came to to play. Um, That was a a feast or that was a... uh, a dinner at a at a Pharisee house named Simon, and um, Simon was a leper, and uh, he invited Jesus to come to his home. Well, obviously, this woman, which they did not give a name, they just called her uh, a woman, and she came because she heard that Jesus was gonna be there. But it also highlights the fact that this woman was a sinner, and because she was a sinner. She came broken. She came lost. She came confused. She came trying to find some answers. Can any of us relate to that today? That we came to Jesus broken. We came to Jesus afraid. We came to Jesus, you know, um, 16 and pregnant. We came to, to Jesus, you know, with our arms slit up because, you know, we, you know, we was lost and we, we thought that pain, um, slitting our wrists. We, we thought that pain was going to erase that. We came, um, to Jesus, oh, you know, with, with needle marks in our arms. And we came to him because somebody told me, I remember my grandmama said, you know, as a child, you know, that you come to Jesus just as you are. He'll accept you, you know, just as you are. So this woman, which was a sinner, you know, she came to Jesus with the best thing that she had. She went in her house and I'm no doubt I can just imagine her saying, oh my God, I heard that Jesus was at, 
the 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 um leper's house what could i give to jesus that'll that'll let him know i need him so she probably scattered through her home and looking and looking and looking and then she said oh yes this is what i'm gonna give to jesus i have some expensive ointment and what i'm gonna do because i'm so ashamed of myself Hallelujah. I'm so ashamed of myself. I come, I've sold my body. I've tatted my body. I've pierced my body. I've had one abortion after another. I've ran the men. You know, I'm a prostitute. You know, I I, I do the stripper uh, all night long. I snort cocaine. I freebase. And the list goes on and on and on. So she already was coming in the house broken. So I could imagine this woman coming in the house, even coming uninvited, came uninvited. But the first thing this woman did, it says in the story that she came and she immediately went to the floor. She immediately dropped to the floor and she immediately began to weep. Can any of us relate to that? We come to church because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 17, it says that if any man be in Christ, I should be a new creature. It says old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Then it says in verse 18 that this was the house of restoration and the house of reconciliation. So where else could I come broken and vulnerable but at the feet of Jesus because that's where I need to be. I need to be in the house of God. But then you have church folk. Then you have church folk looking at me. Then you have church folk judgmental. And then you, you, they, they whispering. They saying, how dare she come into the house of God with that ministered on? How dare she come with her tattoos showing? How dare she come, oh God, uh, smelling like alcohol and smelling like a, the club and smelling like she just got through um, smoking marijuana? How dare she? That's what the Pharisee said. The Pharisee said within his heart, as the woman came and fell to her feet and began to weep, the Pharisee said, if this, if God, if Jesus knew what kind of woman she was, he would no doubt, he would no doubt throw her out or tell her to stop and tell her to get up. But Jesus, I'm so paraphrasing this story because I want you to get it. But Jesus did the opposite. Jesus posed the Pharisee a question. And Jesus said, Simon, he said, this man, two men came, both of them owed money. One owed 500 pence and one owed 50. But you know what? Even though they owed different amounts of money, I frankly forgave them both. So Jesus asked Simon, Jesus said, Simon, who do you think love much? Who do you think? is more appreciative of my love. And Simon said, oh, that's a no-brainer, Jesus. The woman that you forgave much. And he said, you know what? You rightfully said. So he looked to the woman. He looked to that woman that came in the house broken. He looked at that woman that came shameful, that came tattoos showing, that came with that miniskirt on, that came with all that she had. In some instances, she came barefoot. She came with her brokenness. She came high. She came drunk. 
And Jesus wanted to highlight to Simon. He said, Simon, this woman came and we all know that she's a sinner. But she came and she fell at my feet. And from the time this woman entered into my home, Simon, you know, I have something against you, Simon. And Simon said, what, 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 Jesus? Jesus said, this woman, which is a sinner, she has not stopped worshiping me. She entered into your house. Simon, I came in your house. You even invited me to your house. You didn't even give me no water to wash my feet. But this woman, she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Simon, you didn't even kiss me. You didn't give me a kiss when you greeted me. But this woman, since the time she came, has not ceased to kiss my feet. And my head, Simon, you didn't even anoint my head with oil. But this woman had anointed my feet with that precious ointment that you said we could sell and give to the poor. I tell you, Simon, her sins are many. But I wanted to take this scenario a little further. The scripture says in Romans 5, I think around 6 and 8, it says that in due time that Jesus died for the ungodly. When we were without strength, when we didn't have enough strength to say no to that drug, when we didn't have enough strength to say no to that married man, when we didn't have enough strength not to shoot up because we was having a Jones, because we needed a fix, we didn't even have enough strength. Glory to God. I didn't even have enough strength to say no, but the scripture says when I was without natural strength, it says Jesus came and died for me, little old me. And I like to say that little old Anita, Jesus died for me when I was without strength, when I couldn't even save myself, when I was doing everything that I was big enough to do. Jesus came in and say, Nita, your sins, they're many, but they are forgiven. And I forgive you. Hallelujah. So we thank God that he forgive us just the way we are. Just the way we are. But guess what? The story goes a little further. The story goes to say that uh, I don't care how many times we're going to preach, we're going to minister this message. Jesus wanted Simon to know that whenever we begin to go all over the world with this story, said that this woman a woman that sins were many it says that you're gonna be talking about this woman you're gonna be saying uh, you're gonna be introducing her time and time again as the woman that came at the feet of Jesus broken and I want to encourage all of my listeners today that it doesn't matter what you're going through it doesn't matter what life threw you a curb it doesn't matter Uh, what's going on in your life. I want you to know, stop trying to get yourself together. Because if you could get yourself together, you wouldn't even need Jesus. I want you to come broken. I want you to come high, come drunk, come full of sin. Because Jesus said, I came for the sinner. I think we as religious people, sometimes we act like sects and Pharisees and the Sadducees. 
we act just like the world sometimes because we don't you know we want people to come into church already uh having it together but we gonna come i want to go and get those women and those men that say i don't have nothing together i want you to be able to be so comfortable with me and where i go to church I want you to be so comfortable that you can just leave the club and come sit down and I'll show you the hymnal and we can all sing and praise God together. Because at one time, just a few short years ago, I used to be you. Just a, show, a few years ago, I used to get high. I used to get drunk. I used to sleep around. I used to cuss. I used to fuss. I used to steal. Just a few short years ago, if the truth be told, at one time, all of us came to Jesus. We came to Jesus broken. We came to Jesus. And we and, and, and the, the story or the scenario or what uh, the significance of today's broadcast, I want you to be able to come at the feet of Jesus just as you are. I want you to come broken. I want you to come lost. I want you to come confused because that's what, uh, that's the purpose of Jesus' coming. Jesus said, for this cause, this is why I came. The scripture says uh, in Matthew 121, it says that she shall bring forth a child. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He's going to save his people from their sins. Do you not know that we should be out on the battlefield, in the street, the hedges, and the highways to win the loss at any cost. We should be out there. And you know what? In this season, I prefer to have church outside. You know, I prefer to go out on the street. And I prefer to get that one-on-one to let them know the real, the true love of Jesus. That is what we want you to get with the woman with the alabaster box of spikenard. She gave Jesus her very, very best, so much so she would humi- uh, humiliate herself, get down on her knees in a place where she wasn't even invited. She just heard that Jesus was coming, had the audacity to knock on the door, ring the doorbell, or push open the curtain, and just immediately drop to the floor. But another piece to this to this story, it says that the Pharisees had indignation. And the, and the definition of indignation means that they were angry. They were angry or they, they were aroused about something uh, that they felt that it was unjust, unworthy, or outright mean. So that's what the word indignation means. They said that they were so mad that they said, Lord, this is a waste. How can you come to Jesus broken and say that it's a waste when there is a soul at stake how can you say how dare you interrupt our service and raise your hand and say with your drunk high self cussing self mean self and say can I interrupt the service and can I can can preacher can, can I interrupt your service because right now you know the devil is telling me to commit suicide can you interrupt your service for Jesus can, 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 can something be interrupted? Hallelujah. Can you interrupt your service preacher and say, 
wait a minute, I feel the pushing of the Holy Ghost. There's somebody in here right now that's on the hook right now. Can you stop your message that you done studied all night for and say, you know what, there's a soul on the line. Come to the altar right now because the anointing is here to heal, save, and deliver. That's what I would like to think that happened with that woman. The Pharisees invited Jesus to a feast, and then this woman come and interrupt the feast. No doubt they were getting ready to serve Jesus. No doubt they were getting ready to pour the wine. No doubt they were getting ready to 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 uh, lay the the um, the main course on the table. But this woman interrupted uh, the program by crying and weeping so much so to the Pharisee was like, "Oh my God." This woman, everybody know this woman is a street woman. Everybody know about what she does. But Jesus let her, let him know. And Jesus is letting us know as a people that this is the reason why I came. And Jesus told the Pharisee these very words. Why trouble ye this woman? Why you bothering this woman? Because you with your religious self, you, you, you didn't even come uh, in the church. You know, the, the, the scripture says in Psalms 104 that we ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You know what you did, Pharisee? You came in the church and got on your cell phone and got on Facebook. You came in the church and got on your phone and start tweeting and you start playing a game. You started gossiping. But this woman, she entered into my in my presence and she bowed down. She did what she was supposed to do. But you call her a sinner. You, you, you're pointing out, you know, her faults. But I tell you that this woman has wrought a good work um, upon me. And, and you say that the money that she that she could have sold that oil for, you're saying, you know, that it could have fed a whole lot of pe- uh, people. It's getting ready to be Thanksgiving time. But Jesus said, you know what? The poor you're going to always have, but you're not going to have me always. So I want you to know today. I want you to know today, come just as you are. The significance of this story <laughs> is that don't let anybody stop you from coming to church. If we can't buy you a nice outfit to come to church, you come to church with your go-go boots on. You come to church with your mini skirt on. Oh, somebody there's going to love you. Somebody's going to love you right where you are. So I, I come to tell you, stop covering people up. Stop making people feel bad for coming into the sanctuary because they don't look like you, smell like you, dress like you, talk like you. Yeah, you're going to get some people in this day that's going to come loud. You're going to get some people that come that's going to be wild. You're going to get some people that very well might still be cussing, fussing, fighting. And they're, you know, they're a little ruthless. Let them come on in. Let them come on in because the Bible says that the church should be a house of refuge. If I cannot come to the church raggedy, as my grandmama used to say, raggedy as a mango seed, how else can I come? If I can't come broken, this woman came broken. And because she came so true, so authentic, Jesus said, I forgive you. Jesus said that because you came and poured this ointment It was for my body. You did it for my burial. And verily I say unto you that whosoever shall hear this gospel preached in the whole world, they're going to know that this woman did a memorial for the Lord. They're going to hear about the woman with the alabaster box of ointment for years and for years to come. I'm so super excited to even now 
to be talking about, uh, you don't know the price. You know, you don't know the price of my oil. The significance of that is I tell you to come broken. Shout if you need to shout. Cry if you need to cry. Run if you need to run. Whatever you need to do, I come to tell you to do it. Don't let nobody stop you from coming to church. Don't let nobody stop you from going to the altar. I don't care what the man or the woman of God is saying. They might be saying stuff like, you know, if you um, are on drugs, come to the altar. Well, they may not call your sin out, but don't let the stares and the judgment of others. In this day and time, you got to have blinders on. You got to go to the altar and say, you know what? I ain't worrying about you. I'm coming to the altar just like I am. I know I need Jesus. And you know what? Let me help you all. The scriptures say that harlots and hypocrites gonna make it to heaven before religious pretenders. So that means that this kind of woman, uh, this woman that's a sinner, this woman that came in her brokenness, the scripture says she gonna make it to glory before we do because we are just like the Pharisees. We think we got it all together. We think we have all the answers. But I come to tell you people, we do not have all the answers. I come to tell you, we need help in that area. So today, my topic is at the feet of Jesus. And I come broken. And I come broken. And uh, just for the last few moments, uh, we are going to invite uh, uh, none other than overseer, uh, none other than, than overseer Tiffany Giles. I welcome her to the podcast and she is going to uh, end our podcast with a prayer to pray for that woman, pray for that man that came at the feet of Jesus, uh, uh, broken. Uh, I'm going to allow uh, Pastor, uh, excuse me, Overseer Tiffany to pray for someone that came broken. But before that, I want her to expound. Welcome to the broadcast, by the way, Overseer Tiffany. How are you today? I am doing wonderful today, Nita. I hope that you all can hear me because I'm in a place that doesn't always get great reception. So please let me know if you can hear me. We can hear you just fine. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so we welcome uh, welcome Overseer uh, Tiffany Giles to our broadcast at the feet of Jesus Broken. And um, Overseer Giles, we already know the scenario in Luke in Luke the seventh chapter in verse thirty six, and um, the woman came to Jesus with her uh, alab backs a box of ointment and she broke it at the feet of Jesus. For the last few moments of our broadcast, can you expound on what does it actually mean to not only come to the feet of Jesus, but come broken? Can you expound for our listeners on that today, please? Yes. Um, first of all, this woman, uh, it's not really, if, if you begin to study the scripture in, in this particular part of the text in Matthew, the 26, 6 through 13, as well as in Luke 7 and 36, we find out that this woman has not really been given a name. A lot of theologians say that she's Mary Magdalene. 
you know, other theologians say they don't know who she is. But I'm so, so great that there is a controversy amongst the Christians about who she is because I consider her to be the representative of the ex-woman. And when I say the ex-woman, when you're dealing with math and different integers and teaching math, X represents the unknown. And so we as women have all come to the feet of Jesus and broken our alabaster box and, and, and wiped his feet with our tears because we've all been broken at, in life at one time or another. That means that we've experienced trauma. We've uh, Some of us have been raped, we've been molested, we've been treated badly by men. Things have been stolen from us that, that creates our internal man. And so when it means to be broken, it means that God has allowed us to experience things in life to build us back up. Now we see the symbolic uh, meaning here of her life is the alabaster box. And because she broke it, on the feet of Jesus, and she began to cry her tears. She was letting Jesus know in so many words, here I am, I'm broken, and I give to you my life. The alabaster box represented her life. It represented everything that she'd ever gone through, everything that had ever been taken, the molestation, the rape, you know, not being loved, you know, just being uh, suffering low self-esteem. You know, that box represented everything that was in her but it also represented her value because when you begin to study the alabaster box it's a box of perfume and some people say that it's so rich it, it, it costs so much so it holds great value and she knew if she took it to the king and began to break it that she laid all of herself at his feet and she began to cry she, she knew that there would be a healing and so we see spiritual, spiritual symbolicism going on here because of the symbols that are used. And the one main symbol is the alabaster box. It represented her life. And so to be broken, to be defeated, uh, to, being, to, to being looked down upon, to being cast out, with all of the things this woman was feeling at the time. And I don't know about you, but at one time or another in my life, I felt all those things. I've experienced trauma. I've experienced molestation. I've, I've experienced being talked down to, being thrown in the back, being looked over, just being hurt by the words of people. And so I, I can so relate to this woman with the alabaster box because at one time I was the ex-woman. I was unknown. But when I began to break, the, take the brokenness to our king and began to lay it at his feet, then I received a healing. And as the scripture goes on later on, we find out that, you know, Jesus uses her humbleness. He teaches the, the, uh, his disciples. He teaches the other rabbis that are in the setting with her. He teaches, he takes this incident of this woman breaking this alabaster box and crying on his feet. And he uses it as a teaching to let others know that it's some things we're ignoring God. You know, God is in our house. He's, he's in our homes and he's sitting there. He's waiting on you to pay him some attention. And so he tells the other men that are in this circle, you know, I came into this house and you didn't even offer me water. You didn't even offer to clean my feet. You, you never welcomed me properly. But yet this woman who you talk about, yet this woman who you look down upon, she welcomed me. Yes. And so I've been that woman with the alabaster pot. Amen. I've been that ex-woman. And at one point or another, I welcomed Christ into my life. Amen. And so that's what it means to be broken. Amen. That's what it means to be broken. Well, to lay everything 
at the feet of our king. Yeah, wow. Well, our overseer, uh, uh, Giles, before you pray, uh, because you so eloquently broke that down uh, into our brokenness, you. you know, I love definition. So let me give you, before you pray, let me give you the definition of broken. The definition of broken is being broken means that you have your soul ripped apart. And keep these definitions in mind when you pray. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray for that one that says that my soul has been ripped apart. You know, I don't have any confidence. My dreams are non-existent. You know, I, I, I wow. don't have any lust for life. I, I, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't see a point in living. Right, I don't right. have nothing. I don't want to get up. I want to kill myself. I don't know what to do. I want you for the next, yes. uh, the next 60 seconds over fear can you pray for that woman that is the very epitome of broken the definition pray for that woman now to give them hope that jesus is listening to their brokenness amen father in the name of jesus god we come before you god because the word tells us that we have a right as your sons and daughters to come boldly before the throne of grace to make our petitions well known. So this afternoon we come to you interceding on behalf of those women who have been broken, who've been looked over, who've been destroyed. God, their people have tampered with them. They they've been molested. They've been raped. They've been they've just been broken and torn. God, we lift them up before you in the mighty name of Jesus. God, you are a heart fixer, your heart regulator. Not only are that you that, but you're the mender of a broken heart. And so tonight, Lord God, we come before you, laying everything at your feet, casting every burden unto you, Lord God, giving you our brokenness in the name of Jesus, knowing that your word says that you are a healer and that you're willing and able and capable to do just what you said you do. And so, God, we bless your name tonight. And we continue to thank you. God, we continue to glorify you and honor you in the master's name of Jesus. But we know, Lord God, that we have such a great spirit of expectancy, knowing that you will handle the matter. God, we thank you in advance for doing it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. We thank Overseer Giles for tuning in to this week's broadcast. And I tell you, I myself bring all of my issues and I lay them at the feet of Jesus. And we do thank you, our listener, for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any prayer requests or concerns, please let us know that we will continue to lift you up as you come at the feet of Jesus with your brokenness. Thank you for tuning in to I Got a Brand New Bag. You have a nice day, and we thank you for tuning in and listening. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.